Hi everybody, thanks for listening to R&R Podcast. This is Rochelle. This is Robert. And this podcast is brought to you by Successful New Life, and you can learn more about that nonprofit by going to www.successfulnewlife.org. And then Robert's going to go over the whole episode interview like he always does. (laughs) Oh, interview, I see. No, we're going to talk about our sip of positivity, which will mostly pertain to our Ralston House event that was just hosted this last weekend. Um, And then also we'll be going over current news and events that are going on. Uh, today, namely the decline in insect population that you might or may not have heard about, which is actually a very, very important issue. And then we'll wrap it up and talk about what we'll be talking about in issues or <laughs> podcasts to come. So, Okay, so I guess we can start off by going over the civil positivity like we always do. And I just want to say that I had a really amazing time at the Chocolate Affair event that they threw, the Ralston House threw. Um, There was a lot of people, and they said that that was their most successful year. They raised the most money this year. And like I said, I kept telling everybody I was judging the bake-off. I got to judge the cookies in the bake-off, and everybody did a great job. So... Good job, everybody, because I got to try, like, the most amazing, I think it was, like, 16 or 17 entries. I can't remember, but everything was amazing, and it was really hard to choose the winners, but the winners deserved to win. So, <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of vague in saying that, but hopefully, like, if you guys were there or, I don't know, if you got to read anything about it and how it went and just I just want you guys to know that it was just really fun and everybody came out and it was just great and positive and happy and even Robert had a good time <laughs> yeah I did <laughs> you know it was kind of interesting though that she had mentioned to you that it was their most successful year mm-hmm. and it was funny she was like partially attributing it to your uh, involvement in the in the program right I don't know, kind of, a little bit, but, I mean, she just was That's like... That's why she wants you to do yeah, more events now. Oh, well, the <laughs> event, I guess, the event coordinator, organizer, <laughs> whatever the technical term is for that, I should know this, <laughs> um, said that, you know, that they wanted a successful new life to help with more events upcoming, so... I mean, we're always down to help other nonprofits. I mean, why not? Nonprofits should be helping other nonprofits, and um, everything that they do is positive. I mean, they're for advocacy for children, and they're just an amazing, amazing nonprofit with an amazing cause. And I believe in what they believe in, so um, I don't know. We're just down to help them with every single event that they have upcoming. And they are having another event coming up it's a auction slash sign or what is it it's a dinner and silent dinner and silent auction yeah (laughs) and it's already sold out so they are having another upcoming event that we're helping with i told her that i would well we would help with that and yeah so we're just gonna keep helping other nonprofits with whatever events they have coming up and that was fun and Fun I for got, you. Well, okay. Why was it not fun for you, Robert? 
No, uh, we gotta keep this positive, though. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm, I'm a little bit perplexed over the judging that took I place had nothing at the to do. Okay, so Robert submitted <laughs> cupcakes. It'd be so funny if the people that went there listened to this. Because <laughs> I hope they do. I don't care. They Well, my cupcake was... Um, it was more of art than cupcakes. So like, oh my god! It might have should it should have been in a different category, I believe. You know, it should have been an art category, but they didn't have that, so I had to settle for cupcake category. And oh my god! <laughs> the issue was was it was actually a two type of cupcakes in one in the same cupcake. So, well, one, yeah, you have to say why you did it that way because oh. the story that was actually pretty funny and everyone thought it was funny why <laughs> it looked well, like that. Yeah, so I figured that there's two sides of Valentine's Day for different individuals. There's the people with and without on Valentine's Day, and most people have been through both experiences. You the alone people, the single people, <laughs> and the in-relationship people. Yeah, pretty much. And so I figured I would take that and turn it into a cupcake. So I took one side, which is strawberry white chocolate, right, because it was the chocolate affair, so you had to do chocolate. And mm-hmm. it's strawberry white chocolate side, and that whole side was uh, filled with, uh, white chocolate, strawberry mousse, and then um, white chocolate, strawberry buttercream topping, and then strawberry uh, cake as well on that left side. Then on the other side, I did it for the people without, and I did a chocolate liqueur base um, cake as well as you know chocolate liqueur mousse and chocolate liqueur frosting and it was 50 50 split down the middle it looked pretty cool right or yeah would... it was pretty cool and the two tastes go you know chocolate and strawberries go together really well anyway yeah that's right? what everybody thinks of when they think of valentine's Day, like chocolate covered strawberries mm-hmm. now what they didn't tell me was that they were going to invite um one woman and then two little kids to judge the cupcake competition. Now, I had no clue because I, I, we had did. separate judges for each category and there was cookies, cupcakes, and brownies. And I got to judge the cookies by myself, which was amazing because I got to eat a ton of cookies just by myself. <laughs> and then there were two people judging the brownies and then Three separate people, which was a lady and her kids, judging the cupcakes. Which I don't really. I, I Oh my god! Kind of. Like, well, as why? you can tell, Robert didn't win. Otherwise, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be, he'd be oh, happy. I should. I know. I should have made a box cupcakes with sprinkles because that's oh what gosh. the kids chose as the winning cupcakes. I think so. that my kids' cupcakes were very adult, and little kids just love them. Anything with like sprinkles that's like really fun and kind of childlike <laughs> i forgot fruit loops i should just put fruit oh loops my on gosh it, you know, i was the... trying not to say that <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, so it was kind of interesting, though. But I had multiple people walk across the vent and approach me and tell me those are the best cupcakes that they've ever had. Oh, yeah. And then when he set out all of the leftover, I guess all the leftover baked goods that they submitted for the competition, we set them out for free for everybody that went to the event came and got free samples of everything. His was the first cupcake, well, really the first of all the desserts to disappear. Everybody ate all those first. 
And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. That literally, even, even all the other, the other people volunteering for the event even said, wow, everybody loved Robert's cupcakes the best. And, and that's why we couldn't really understand why the judges didn't really like his cupcakes. But that's okay because... <laughs> Little kids don't like the taste of alcohol. There's literally real alcohol in the, I didn't know. Oh, my God. No one told me little kids were going to judge it. I only found out afterwards, but... I didn't know either. No, None of us knew. But, I mean, a chocolate... It was Godiva chocolate liqueur infused. And, you know, if you're a little kid, you're like, oh, this chocolate tastes bad. <laughs> you know, a five-year-old? Like, yeah, they probably thought it tasted bitter and they didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, that would have been a bad sign if they did like it, because... No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what type of sign it was, but I don't think... I don't know. It was kind of a strange situation to have kids judging a cupcake competition. Oh my gosh, it was strange for kids to be judging cupcake competition. Yeah. (laughs) It was all for fun though, but I mean, it was, we're not downplaying the winners because I actually didn't get to try the winning cupcakes. So, I I mean, I can't judge them based on it. They looked really cute though. The winning cupcakes looked really cute. I mean, everybody did an amazing job. There wasn't any any entry that looked bad, and even if there was, I probably wouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though. I did get a lot of like, multiple people approaching me afterwards, saying like my cupcakes were so ridiculous. Oh, some people good. asked me if you were like a professional baker or if that's what you did for a living was bake, and I was like, no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he just does it for fun. So that's like kind of. I mean, I would take the compliments though, even if I didn't win and everybody really loved them, like. That would just be, that would make me happy if everyone loved them, if they were the first to go. Because I honestly think sometimes that in some bake-offs, they should have it to where there should be, there should always be maybe a crowd's choice or kind of like... A standardization. Well, when I won the chili cook-off in, um, like what, like five years ago in Golden, that's what they had. They had... People that People's when you choice. yeah when you get your ticket admitted you can go around and taste all the chilies all the people mm-hmm. do and then they can submit it and yeah. give their ticket their vote to an individual. They should have like the one where In everyone lieu votes of for the it. judges. You know what I mean? So it was fifty fifty. So that was kind of interesting like too. Cupcake to Idol because like an American Idol where people vote. <laughs> America votes for the person. You could have like cupcake idol. No, just dessert idol. If only there was a way that. Oh, ever... that was my idea. I thought of it. I think I might do that in a future event. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> cupcake idol. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, maybe we need to host something like that for. Yes, we're planning our own events and we're going to have our own events very soon. So make sure you listen to the podcast. Every time we have, I was about to say every day, but <laughs> whenever we have a new one out, then keep listening and then you'll find out more about our upcoming events that we're excited for. Yeah, well, we've been so busy. We're looking to um, get a location downtown Denver. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's a lot of research and a lot of number crunching and 50 pages. A lot analysis. of planning. <sighs> yeah, a lot of planning that comes with that. Yeah, we've been filling out a lot of paperwork and 
doing all this, a lot of work, and so, yeah, we do apologize for the inconsistencies, and um, we are always working to get more people on the show as well, and that's another thing, so as we, we, as we get more people that can come in on the show, and we can review, and, you know, get more guests lined up, then, you know, we'll probably get more, um, more episodes listed as well, so that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and then what else were we going to talk? Oh, right. So yeah, current news and events. I saw today and it was kind of sad. It was kind of, it was pretty low on the totem pole as far as news and events go. And I don't know who's determining what, but, um, it was basically pertaining to insect population decline, which <laughs> what you said you were pretty excited about, right? Oh my gosh, I I can't. I don't know if I should say this on here. <laughs> I'm all for. <laughs> I love, you know, living things. I love all living things, equally. But I don't know. Sometimes I would like to have a picnic without having a bunch of uninvited guests crawl over my food outside in the park and <laughs> oh my gosh. no 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 but no but really though the biggest thing that everybody's worried about is bees disappearing you know but so they're not everyone, the only pollinators so that's the thing that i was about to say is that everybody is so obsessed over bees disappearing and what's happening to the bees that they don't realize that other insect populations are slowly declining and, you know, that's a, a lot of times that's true for really everything where even animals or certain animals that are endangered or going extinct or have already gone extinct that no one's aware of, but everyone's obsessed with pandas. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I didn't even, I, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about it, but that makes a lot of sense because I guess everyone's blaming it on, well, what are they blaming it on? Because I've heard climate change, I've heard pollution. Cell phones. Cell phones, mm-hmm. It seem, I've heard that I mean, one. It seems to be kind of pinned on anything that humans do. Okay, so basically humans. <laughs> In my right? Aren't mm-hmm. those all linked to humans, right? Not it's debatable whether the climate change is linked to humans, but Well the irony is everybody's like trying so hard to get rid of bugs. In general, when it comes to exterminating pesticides, just even sound waves. Because we have in our house, like I have those things that plug into the wall that do sound frequencies that make certain insects, you know, it repels certain insects and makes them not want to go near your house. I have those things. And so it's everyone tries so hard to get rid of insects and then now they're like slowly... (laughs) Their population is yeah, declining by two and a half percent per year is and, what they estimate, which mm-hmm, is a lot. Mm-hmm. If you think about how, compounding, how many that there actually are, two percent mm-hmm. is a lot. Two and a half. Two and a half. Did it specifically say in the mm-hmm. article that you read exactly which ones? No, they're saying general say? populations. General. Yeah, and but in other species, it says they have reached a decline of uh, about forty percent. Up to forty percent per year as well, which is pretty Jurassic. Or you know what I mean? That's that's really bad. That's a very very. That's almost half of their population gone mm-hmm. in one year, which is a big deal. And um, you know, it's probably not getting the publicity that it needs to. 
But the thing is, is that... Everyone's too busy talking about what's going on in the government instead of what's going on outside. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Do people go outside anymore? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's probably on the decline as well. But um, <laughs> maybe the poor uh, bugs don't have nothing to eat because no one's, like, dropping their food I around know, on no the ground. no one's even eating outside anymore. Maybe because they shouldn't have ruined it for us, <laughs> people that want to go outside and eat. <laughs> I don't know. Now we don't do it anymore because it's disgusting when there's, like, 5,000 ants or... <laughs> No. Oh gosh, at least at least in Colorado we don't have to deal with some type of bugs. There's like some bugs that you don't see Most in Colorado bugs. or Auto that because of the elevation, there's a lot of insects that you don't see up here that you see. Plus the freezing. Lower. Like, yeah, the overall temperature, although there are new insects. Elevation. With the um rise of temperature, you know, there are mm-hmm. new insects, namely those beetles that are able to Go in and destroy a lot of the trees and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. What are those called? I can't remember the name of them. I just know of termites. They eat, don't they? Eat destroy wood. I can't remember the beetle. Yeah, well, termites. No, they're they're pretty. They're they don't really they're not really a big deal here in Colorado because mm-hmm. of the again the weather and the kind of drastic uh, climate change throughout the year and everything and. But um, with the raise of the temperature, you know, overall temperature, you might start seeing more of those things up here and that sort of thing. Which, I mean, it is what it is. You can't really control that, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, when it goes into climate change and whatnot, um, the Earth is on cycles and smaller cycles and then much larger cycles made up of those smaller cycles. So... Um, the human, you know, to determine whether or not humans really have too much of an effect on, uh, global climate, you would have to be living quite a long time to make that determination for sure. So it is a lot of people, for some reason that seems to be a real heated debate as well, where a lot of people believe that it's irresputably human's fault that the temperature's raising and other people believe it's a natural cycle. So um, it's kind of interesting to think about, but, you know, it doesn't... And it does affect everyone, but, you know, the only way that you would be able to find out if natural gases and that sort of thing has any effect would be to take a few months, tell the entire world to stop producing electricity, stop producing, or stop, you know, burning fuel, stop burning trees, stop everything for a year or two, and then see if the temperature starts declining, which I'm not sure if you could convince the world to do that because (laughs) of how many people would die from doing that, you know, with no heat, no heat, no transportation, um... No, you wouldn't be able to even transport food to people, you know, across the United States, let alone uh, people would have to burn trees for heat, you know, at that point, which most people don't even have at this point in time, fireplaces or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's always up for debate and it's kind of an interesting subject, you know, and topic. But the main topic that we started on was the the bug population. Which, 
you know, it's, it is kind of interesting, though, because with an increasing feline population, you would think there'd be a decreasing bird population, which would lead to an increasing insect population, right? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of strange. Although I have known bu- uh, cats that have killed bugs. Yeah, <laughs> Like, cats. they love killing bugs, so maybe they are directly correlated. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out. Um, without further to do, is there anything else that you want to I discuss? I kind of wanted to just bring up what kind of everybody was talking about with the government reopening. I, I get it that we're kind of late on that, but... We are kind of on government radio, I guess, like a little bit. <laughs> I guess the government category, so I kind of wanted to talk about that. Because, I mean, isn't it only going to be open for a little bit and then reclose again? Is that yeah, yeah, on? so if they can't come to a compromise, then they will be shutting it down again. Um, which just basically means that the general public doesn't receive any benefit from the government, but then the mm-hmm. general public still has to keep paying them mm-hmm. whenever they get back from their vacation. This is kind of crazy, yeah. But, I mean, everybody just get them taxes done. That's just, <laughs> that's just what I have to say. I don't know. That's what it like sounds all... like is going to happen is everyone's going to file their taxes mm-hmm. or pay them. And then they're not going to give any returns for an extended period of time. That is kind of what it sounds like. And, I mean, everyone's just wondering about that. Everyone that I know definitely is wondering about that. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. And unless you are directly involved in government, you probably probably doesn't pertain to you too much. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's exactly. kind of interesting. Kind of an interesting thing, you know, and... Um, I don't know if you caught it, the State of the Union address was kind of an interesting one this year compared to usual. It seems like government's becoming more and more theatrical than, like, you know, business. Well, I kind of feel like in order to attract younger people and make younger people want to watch it, they kind of have to add in all the extra, extra, extra stuff (laughs) just to get people to watch it because i mean because what i noticed too i actually saw it on hulu right after it was you know after it was already over and everything like a few days later i saw hulu showing it seriously yeah so So they're making money up mm -hmm, so they have it on i don't even know if it's i mean i'm assuming it's on other platforms other than hulu like youtube and social media and other things like that but they're trying to appeal to a younger generation basically and i think that's why they're making it a little bit more extra which i don't know i guess if that makes younger people want to listen more when it comes to politics and learn more when it comes to government and politics and not just be completely clueless about that which for the longest time i noticed was actually kind of happening was a lot of younger people had no clue about politics and didn't care about learning about politics which is kind of crazy because politics is uh, technically relevant in your everyday life no matter what, even if you don't care about it. There's always politics and government happening around you. Even during the government shutdown, your local government's still going on, you know. So everybody, I feel like, should at least know a little bit about politics, even if you don't want to pick a side and even if you want you don't want to argue with someone about it. Because that's how I'm like where I don't want to pick a side and argue with people and sit there and get angry about politics. But I do like learning what's going on, and that's why I watched the State of the Union Address, and that's why 
I keep up with what's going on with the government and everything. And of course, I'm a director of a nonprofit, so <laughs> I kind of have to know what's going on in the government on a daily basis. Otherwise, I mean, it's to me, it just doesn't seem beneficial at all to be clueless about something that's relevant in your life, regardless of how young or how old you are. It's always a good idea to know about it. And I think that's why they're trying to appeal to everyone. Because I think they were noticing, you know, they were noticing that younger people weren't really into it for a while. Well, yeah. And, um, you know, and I was, I was going to touch on that, but you already did. I was going to say that basically anything that pertains and changes your life, mm-hmm. you should have, you know, at least a general knowledge of mm-hmm. what's going on. Even if you don't understand the structuring of the government or how it works or anything like that, which is, I mean, if you have the internet nowadays, well, you can learn that stuff we pretty it easy. In school, but I mean, some people don't pay attention to that, and you can tell. But <laughs> but we definitely, they definitely teach that in school. If like, I mean, just even in elementary school, they teach basic government knowledge. <laughs> So, I mean, but I get it, though. Some people might think it's just unappealing or boring or don't like it that everyone's arguing about it. But I feel like it is kind of a good idea to understand a little bit what's going on because there might be something, some changes that either directly affect you or indirectly affect you that's happening in the government. And and sometimes people aren't even aware of it unless somebody else tells them, hey, did you know this is going on in the government? But... Yeah, I mean, even if it makes you angry, you should still research it. And don't just take anyone's word for it. Make sure you do your research. That's my biggest thing. That's what we do. We don't just listen to whoever say whoever or say whatever to us, you know. Which we, we invite you to do with our podcast. You can listen to us say whatever on <laughs> oh this my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I, didn't, I mean, I'm like... People just go around saying, you know, random information. Well, and sometimes you got to do your when research. When you hear things, you generally, whenever I hear things, it's usually things that have already happened six months before I hear it pertaining mm-hmm. to government. Remember when that individual told you, like, hey, why don't you look into grants and for um, assisted livings and do that sort of thing? By the time we even heard about it, it was like six months old information and it already passed, you mm-hmm. know, and she worked in the government. <laughs> oh gosh. Isn't that the funny oh thing? Oh my gosh. She was yeah. working for the government and she was still, you know what I mean? I and mean, that's how slow or delayed uh, information can be when you're not mm-hmm. keeping up with it. And, um, Information is probably one of the most important commodities, and it, it's very accessible now. I think the issue happens now is that people are bombarded with too much information that doesn't matter. Yeah, because anybody, anyone and their mom can put whatever information they want in, onto the Internet, onto just anywhere now. I mean, look at us. Look at what we're doing <laughs> right now as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> So you have to be careful kind of with what someone's intentions are and why they're putting out that certain information. Because some of it can be misleading. And if you're not really sure about it, then just do the research yourself. Because if one person's saying something totally different from what a hundred other people are saying, then chances are that one person might be saying something bogus. (laughs) And if they offer you Kool-Aid, 
Be oh careful. my gosh. Oh yeah. Don't drink the cool. If they tell you to join their cult, don't do it. No. <laughs> Not even their email list. Oh no. my gosh, we're like joking about that. Anyway, <laughs> people are like, what are they talking about? Yeah, well, what can you do? Well, but um, you know, it was kind of interesting though, that State of the Union just like you're I'm sorry, I'm jumping right back to it. Yeah. It was it's kind of interesting, you know, because you you see kind of the animosity between people and the government. You know what I mean? Have you, I don't know if you picked up on that, but they were definitely... And if not, the news agencies were trying... If there wasn't... They're trying to sort emphasize it. it or... they were, yeah, they're saying it. They're zooming in on it. I think they even... I even joked around made a meme on our um, Facebook page about it. Like that sarcastic Pelosi crap, uh, clap thing is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh gosh there was, we saw a lot of memes about I saw so many memes about that it, actually it is pretty funny though if you think about it but um I think that you know there's a big generational gap you know and you know you're talking about the baby boomers where a large there's a large population going through you know and they're getting that older age where the age of retirement and or you know passing time of passing and as something like that happens they're gonna have to pass the baton to younger people you know so I wonder if they are trying to in essence try to appeal and reach out to individuals younger individuals to have them start getting more involved in government and that sort of thing as well Mm -hmm. you see what I mean in the best way that they know how, you know. I mean, yeah. they they started doing the YouTube stuff big this year, and, you know, the younger generations have been on YouTube forever, you know, kind of like that TikTok thing. You know, that's the next thing is, like, <laughs> seems but like you the younger... you see politicians now using Twitter mm-hmm. every day, all the time, constantly, every day. Or and... someone that they have hired, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, their assistant <laughs> is is typing in their Twitter for them. Yeah. <laughs> their intern, the intern is doing it. <laughs> It is interesting, but, you know, I think it is kind of, you know, nice that they are trying to make government more appealing, and it seems like they are trying to get people more involved. The sad part is, is when you do see somebody that's younger and not very experienced, they seem to be getting a lot of heat from the general public and a lot of, you know, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, nowadays, but like, you know, all that internet hatred and that internet <laughs> trolling, trolling or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However you want to call it, you know, where people are uh, really mm, negative, mm-hmm, negative towards these individuals and whatnot. And so it is kind of a interesting situation, you know, and uh, well, I guess it is what it is, right? There's always going to be negative people, but, I mean, I guess you got to keep trying to focus on the positive because no matter what, there's always going to be just those people that are trying to put people down no matter what you... I mean, especially in politics. Politics has a lot of just <laughs> fighting back and forth and bickering back and forth with each other. The Politics has a lot of that, and I, I mean... I guess if people are into that, they're into that, but I'm not into that. I like learning about politics. I just don't want, I just don't feel like ever arguing with anyone about it because I feel like everyone's entitled to their opinion. And if you want to say your opinion, go ahead and say it. I mean, I like it, but I'm not going to argue with you about it. 
You know what's interesting? I mean, I wouldn't argue with you, but I might make you feel dumb. Because oh my, my thing, God. what I like to do, I I uh, I used to do the debate stuff and then that speech stuff and where you have to have a debate and like make someone look kind of dumb compared mm-hmm. to you. That's the, that, In essence, that's what a debate is, right? Is you have to make yourself, your point seem intelligent and their point seem unintelligent, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of deface them in front of people, which is just... You could call it a debate, but that's what it is. That it's you know, that's how you gain favor in front of people is by pulling the carpet out from their idea, and then putting yours way up on a pedestal, right, and selling it. And I remember the funniest thing I I done is in high school I had argued one side of an argument, and debated it, and then um, we had a substitute. And so at the end, I went and argued the other side and won as well in the same class, saying I was the individual's, uh, the, the missing individual's name because my friend, I was covering for him because oh he had skipped God, class. Okay. And so he didn't get screwed out his grade. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do your, well, deba- I'll do his debate like, too. Well, good so, friend, good friend. Yeah, yeah, I was a good friend. But it was the funniest thing was because I could completely argue and win the debate on oh the other God. side as well. I I just can't believe no one ratted you out and, and snitched on you. They were said, dying laughing. No, everyone oh was dying laughing. Like, they're completely just la- laughing so hard at the end that I had done it. And the, and the funniest thing was that the uh, substitute teacher, because he didn't really memorize names very well, he, he, we both got credit for it. And we both got good grade. <laughs> my buddy got a good grade, too, for, quote, winning the debate. And when, uh, so yeah, like you said, I think debates are kind of a waste of energy and time. Well, not that. If you're just doing it just to try to spread negativity and try to just <laughs> prove someone wrong, it just to me, I'm like, why would you people? I mean, there really are people out there that go out in the world going, I'm just gonna argue with people today <laughs> I don't and think try it's to like... prove people wrong. No, there really are people <laughs> that do that. I've met them before and I'm just like, no, I don't want any part in that. So, And it makes them even more angry when you don't want any part in it. It's like just so crazy. But that really is a thing. And I'm just saying to everybody else, just keep being positive and just, because the more you ignore those people, I really know, okay, I know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So let them say their opinion. I get that. Everyone can say whatever they want because this is America. Okay, this is America. It's a free country. Everyone's allowed to say whatever they want. But that doesn't mean everybody has to, like, fight over it. I mean, that's just really not... Even if it's politics. I mean, that's just crazy to me anyway that people just go crazy. Like, people who've never actually been in politics, they've never been... (laughs) Had any, any type of, you know, political standing in any way, shape, or form. They've never been the governor or anything. They've never been anything. Like... They've never even been the class president. They'd be trying to <laughs> argue about politics like they're they're currently governor of whatever right now. Like they're and I'm like, you work at Walmart. You don't. <laughs> I don't know. And not not to say there's anything bad about that, but I'm just saying like there's people that literally will go out just wanting to start an argument about get that. in your face about yeah, it. get in your face about it and and to me it's like. The energy wasted on that is just insane. Like, yeah, it's, ex- it's, just it's gotta insane. be exhausting, you know. Um, and I think it's mostly a pride thing. Because I think debate, like in school, like what you said, that's okay because, you know, that's actually healthy. That's a healthy debate where you're supposed to 
researcher information, argue it using facts that you researched, you know what I mean? And you present it in a factual way and you're not just screaming at somebody you don't know in public or saying that they're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna fight you or something just because you voted for Obama when I didn't even vote for Obama. So just, <laughs> like, you don't know who voted for Obama and who didn't, so don't just yell at everybody you think voted for Obama. That's what I'm just trying to say. That's just crazy yeah, to me. Yeah, well, that's a race issue more than a... I just think that stuff is crazy because to me it doesn't matter. You know, everyone's entitled for an opinion because this is America. Everyone's allowed to vote for whoever they want. Everyone's allowed to say whatever they want even if we don't agree with it. And even if it is kind of offensive, I get it. Everybody, Everyone's allowed to be offended just like everyone's allowed to say the offensive stuff. And it kind of sucks, but this, that's what you can do in America. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think I don't think the problem lies in having your own beliefs. I think the problem lies is when you try to push your beliefs on someone else and exactly. control how they're living yeah. their lives and exactly how, you know which because everyone's mean, allowed to believe whatever they want to believe in you know especially in this country that's. And if you Just want it. to convert somebody, you're not going to do it by yelling at. Oh them yeah, by being evil and hateful. <laughs> You're just, yeah. How are you going to convert someone by just being evil and hateful? They're going to go, wow, now everybody that is uh, like you reminds me of, you know what I mean? Like, say, if there's a certain denomination that's out there condemning people, you know, to hell or whatever, you know, that's not the right way. And it's never been that successful, in my opinion, in history, you know. Um, It's just yelling at people and condemning them or whatever it is. I think that would just more scare people away, you know, and I think kindness can go a lot farther, you know, and helping somebody or healing somebody or whatever it may be. I think that'll carry over a lot further as far as influence goes, you know, than anything else. Yeah, what I realized, too, is that when someone says something to someone kind of in a convincing way, but they do it in a positive, nice way, that sticks with someone more than someone screaming at them or saying something negative or hateful to them. I I just think of, just from my personal experience, because I can't speak for other people, obviously, but I can can just 100% say the things that made the biggest impact in my life were from positive people telling me positive things or doing nice things for me, or I remember those people way more than I remember the people that were mean to me. If anything, you try really hard to forget the people that, you know, were rude to you and the rude things that they said, you know? So, I mean, if that's just, that's, I'm, I mean, and to be honest, I, I guarantee you, if everyone listening to this or just people in general were to think about it, think about who you remember the most, you know, think about the situations you remember the most. Do you remember the positive ones the most? That which which situations had the biggest impact on your life? I think people have both. Personally, I think uh, extremely bad situations can affect people just as much as extremely good ones. Yeah, I know? think it's different for everybody. For most me, most people's memories, you know from when they're younger or whatnot is either a traumatic bad experience or an extremely good experience people remember the extremes right so i don't know i mean you you see what i'm saying a lot of people so i'm gonna say what i said to you is that like 
I don't remember the exact number, but I think it's there's eighty there's over eighty thousand seconds in a day. And if like somebody so if you had eighty thousand dollars and someone stole ten dollars from you, would you spend your entire life and waste the rest of the money trying to go after that person that sold the ten dollars and just waste your life and all that money and use all that money to go after them just to get that ten dollars back? Or would you just go, hmm, I still have seventy thousand, seventy nine thousand, whatever and just go on with your life? It's the same thing with the seconds in a day. There's over eighty th- I think there's eighty four thousand six hundred seconds in a day. And people remember the ten seconds when someone was rude to them and decide to have that ten seconds ruin their entire day. But when you think about it, is it worth it though to let that ten seconds of negativity, I guess that's the nicest way. I almost said something worse, but like <laughs> the, the, the ten seconds of badness. <laughs> ruin your entire day or are you just gonna go you know what I'm not gonna waste my whole day dwelling on that I'm gonna go on with my life and be happy and I mean when people think of it in money for some reason they go I'm not gonna spend the rest of my money chasing ten dollars but then when you when you change it to time they're like oh wait I have done that before because I've done that before I'm not perfect I've done that before I've definitely wasted my entire day feeling upset just because one person was rude to me for one minute or one second, you know? I've done that before. But when you really think about it, is it really worth it to dwell on anything negative? Um, well, you know... (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If you're making that much a day, then... I don't know, really not that big a deal in my opinion to drop 5,000 Oh, like <laughs> to find the divine person. <laughs> yeah, to punish that person. And, $10? <laughs> yeah, to punish that person and oh get them wrecked because shoot, you wake up in the morning, make another extra, what'd you say, 83,000? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> what about 3,000 don't matter? I know, my math was way matter. off on that. Just, it was just like all over the place. I was just like saying like I was like 8,000, 84,000, <laughs> 79,000. <laughs> My um, math is just whatever. I was just like trying to tell the story. Whatever 60 times 60 times uh, 24 six, is. Yeah, 60 times 60 times. Maybe you can calculate it on your phone. Oh, yeah. You know. I might be able to calculate it right but, now because no, I'm totally just, not a nerd. Sorry. I had to just laugh. I had to just... <laughs> I'm so bad about that. <laughs> I'm like, well, shoot, if you're going to make that much the next day, who cares about 5, 10, 20? <laughs> Pursue that guy, wreck him. <laughs> he won't do it again. <laughs> it's 86,400 <laughs> Oh, God. I guess if you wanted to spend that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kidding anyways. But, um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But that is pretty interesting. <laughs> the whole thing is pretty interesting. No, that is a really good analogy, though. And um, I, the two are unrelated, where if you are devoting so much time and energy towards being mad about something you can't change... Like someone being mean to you or developing a bunch of time and energy trying to punish somebody who was mean to you because who knows, maybe someone was mean to them before, you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe someone put them in a bad mood, who knows? 
and you spend all that time and energy pursuing that person, then yeah, um, you know, it's probably once you do gain a lot of money, you might waste it on something similar. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The two are unrelated by any means, you know, and if you manage your time well, odds are you'll probably manage your money well as well, so... Well, the reason why I brought that whole thing up about you know, negativity and positivity is because it kind of relates to kind of why younger people probably are not that into politics because it's just when people think of politics, they think of people just battling it out and like two sides and just going against each other and a lot of hostility from one side and another and like red and versus blue and things like that. And and I think that is why kind of um, they threw in all of that positive stuff with in the State of the Union where, remember, he was making certain people stand up and the audience applaud them and he's trying to focus on the positive stuff a lot more oh than God. usual is because people do associate politics with a lot of negativity. So they're trying really hard to not lose more, I well, guess. The only positive things in there were people that weren't in government. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I was trying not to say that. That's why I just said, oh my gosh. It was kind of interesting. It was very interesting. He did, if you do recall, Donald Trump did kind of, my idea, um, kind of reach out the olive branch and say that it's more important that everyone works together Uh and they can come up with a joint interest and just make America, you know, benefit because... In their current state, the only people that are really losing are Americans. And I guess potentially Donald Trump, because he's doing it voluntarily, right? He's not really, all his money's not, he's not getting paid to be president over these years. So in a way, he's losing that way. But um, the American people are losing a lot because they're the ones that are paying these people to do nothing. You know, they're getting nothing back. And they're just paying and paying and paying and paying. Taxes are the highest for the last few months. Literally, not like literally nothing. They're getting paid for literally nothing. That's like just so crazy. It was interesting that when I talked to them, I was like, Hey, we need. Um, I was trying to get some interest for um, through different government organizations and whatnot. And a lot of their responses were, Oh my gosh, we're just so busy now that we got back. We we can't help. <laughs> we we got to play catch up and try to catch up on all of our work. We don't, we, we can't, we don't, we don't really have much time for this. <laughs> like, they, they oh, after two for... months vacation or on top of your normal vacations that you're still going to get paid oh, vacations. Gosh. You know what I mean? It was kind of an interesting thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was really interesting. Um, Another thing that was kind of under um, publicized was the WGDP. Mm-hmm. Um, they kicked that off too, where they're trying to do women's empowerment around the world. So I thought that was a, kind of a positive thing as well. Yeah. Um, I don't so much condone it around the world as much as in America, because America is what needs it mm-hmm. more than around the world, in my opinion. Um, just because it's. The idea of taking money from one country and distributing it to other countries when your own country is in debt and the amount of debt that America's in, it's kind of like sickening to me, you know? Britain was smart enough to knock it off. You know? uh, <laughs> They're like, oh, well, we get, we're not the world's power anymore. Maybe we should stop uh, dumping money on all the other countries, right? 
America hasn't really figured that out or something. And what's really sad is a lot of the large organizations in America that were from self-made billionaires and whatnot, they're just dumping their money around the world too, mostly Africa and um, different countries like that, instead of reinvesting the money back into the country that made them billionaires, which that's also kind of uh, kind of disappointing to see as well, you know? It doesn't make much sense to me, but I guess that's <laughs> kind of a, you know, it's kind of a strange thing, you know? I guess, yeah, I guess I don't understand it. But anyway, so do you want to wrap everything up, Michelle? Okay. Um, well, so if you want to learn more about Successful New Life, the nonprofit, then you can go on to www.successfulnewlife.org and you can listen to this episode and previous episodes. And don't forget to listen to future episodes, too, <laughs> of this podcast. And also don't forget to hashtag less trashy by 2020 and you could have a chance to be posted on one of or featured on one of our social media accounts on twitter it's at success new life and instagram it's at successful new life and we have a facebook page right so all you have to do Mm -hmm. is just search on the facebook search successful new life and Well, yeah, and that's it. And thanks for listening to this podcast. And we're going to try to have more episodes more frequently in the future. I've been updating our Facebook account as well. I've been doing, um, I think, funny memes and that sort of thing. (laughs) Just positive, original (laughs) memes. I kind of enjoy the meme because it's, you know, simple jokes. And, you know, a lot most people, we've been known, I mean, we've stayed up late at night laughing about different memes oh and gosh stuff. yeah that's what we do we, <laughs> we don't work we just <laughs> rain <laughs> at night late at night and we're exhausted we should be sleeping but i think it's pretty funny oh yeah and we're gonna try to get more interviews and we'll let you guys know too about upcoming events that we're gonna attend as volunteers or that they're gonna be our own personal events for the non-pro- our own nonprofit, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. too. So make sure you stay tuned to future podcasts, and thanks for oh, listening. Oh, and we do have a very large project coming up as well, right? Mm-hmm, that and we've that, been working on. Yeah, and so we'll, we'll reveal that later in a later episode once it's more close yeah. to completion. Mm-hmm. Well, starting, yeah, it's, it's, gonna be, it's a six-month project at minimum before it's released and everything so pretty interesting stuff but we'll kind of keep it behind the curtain for now so it's nice chatting with y'all and have a good night bye bye